comes. Kyanos, flesh comes. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kyanos! Karamahapantekubata. Satyambrete bokopanahampete katakate. Andeko barahas. Open your Bible to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. You will pray like a wounded lion. What some of you have not realized is that there is a warfare going on. Yes. Sometimes Satan comes to test whether the thing that is happening is genuine. And we have to be intelligent in the spirit to put him where he's supposed to be. Today, by the time we are through today, Satan will regret why he made the attempt. There are things he doesn't understand. Some of us are not here because we want to. Huh? There are guardian and warrior angels with us. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 And the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden To what? Two things, to what? And to dress and to keep That was the assignment that was given to the man You see God was not there. He didn't need to be there to know what happened. All that he noticed was that the gate was void of guardianship. The gate was void of a watcher. The gate was porous. What God saw was an intrusion. And he knew that the man that he kept there was not there. And he appeared. And he asked the question. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, verse 9. You are not fast, though. Ah, no, no, no. I can't walk with you. Genesis chapter 3, verse 9. You are correct. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, What? What's your name? What's your name? This is God's call on you. Okay, to wear a what? Do you know why? There is a gate that he has assigned to you. Meanwhile, all God needed to do is to come and he, he saw that the, the gate was vacant. Actually, he didn't see the gate vacant. He saw that there was an intrusion. An enemy has entered. With all these things you are doing, an enemy entered and so they sit. For the fact that an enemy entered, it is a proof that the man that should be manning the gate is not there. I speak in parables. Let the wise understand. And let them that know the mysteries of God heed. You have five minutes. No, wait, wait. 
Because you are going to pray now. Like OJB have not prayed. He's just hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, hoping that time will be over. You are, there is, we are not doing anything today. Until we will continue praying. Prayer is not how many hours you pray. Prayer is whether you have touched the reason why you have. So why are you stopping now? Have, have you prayed like this? So why are you hanging around? Okay, is this gym you wore today? <laughs> find a neighbor to, to find somebody that can pray. Find somebody that face to face, my friend. Elijah, face to face. Face to face. Salatayabarasola. The Lord called on to Adam. And he said, Where are thou? Where are thou? Where are thou, O gatekeeper? Where are thou? Where are thou, O water?
Judges chapter 5. Judges chapter 5. Come, keep your Bible. Come, you are due for promotion. Lift your hands. In the name of Jesus. Judges chapter 5. Look at verse 22. Verse 22. We are the horse hoofs broken by the means of the prancings and the prancings of their mighty ones. Verse 23. Now watch, watch, watch. He said, What? Cause ye meros, said the angel of the Lord. Cause ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof. There is a bitter cause for meros. What is his crime? What is his crime? He said, Because they came. No, no, no. Go back. Because they came not to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty. Did God need help? You don't know that God needs help. That's the problem. Arise, arise, Son of God. Alert. Your enemies be scattered. Arise, arise, holy one, and let your name be praised. Four, 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 four. Arise, arise, son of God. Let's join Jehovah in His war, and let your enemies be scattered. Arise, arise, holy one, <laughs> and let your name be praised. Arise, arise, son of God, <laughs> and let your enemies be scattered. Arise, arise, holy one, and let your name be praised. Arise, arise, son of God, and let your enemies be scattered. Arise, arise, holy one. Let your name be praised. <laughs> Ah, 
are seated on the throne with fire in your eyes. You are the man of war. We are your battlers. <laughs> hey! Let my two axes and weapons of war arise. Sharp threatening instruments. You are seated on the throne with fiery horror. You are the man of war. I am your battle. You are seated on the throne with fiery horror. You are the man of war. I am your battle. You are seated on the throne. We fire in your eyes. You are the man of war. I am the battlers. You are seated on the throne. We fire in your eyes. You are the man of war. I am the battlers. You are seated on the throne. We fire in your eyes. You are the man of war. I am your can be seated. When you hold my hand 
impossible becomes possible when you hold my hand. Everything becomes possible when you hold my hand. Impossible becomes possible when you hold my hand. Everything becomes possible when you hold my hand. Impossible becomes possible when you hold my hand. Everything becomes possible when you hold my hand. Impossible becomes possible when you hold my hand. Everything becomes possible when you hold my hand. Everything becomes possible when you hold my hand. Impossible becomes possible when you hold my hand. Everything becomes possible when you
Listen to me, listen. The presence of God is strong in this place. And I want you to cry out to God in the next three minutes. Whatever is the issue, whatever is the challenge, wherever you want God to manifest His strong hand, He's going to come down. He's going to come down. Ay, 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 ay. Ebenezer, Ebenezer. Ay, 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 ay. Ebenezer, I have passed down. Ay, 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 ay. Ebenezer, Ebenezer. Ay, 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 Ebenezer, your help has come. Ay, 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 Ebenezer, Ebenezer, ay, 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 Ebenezer, your help has come. Listen to me.
in Jesus' mighty name. Let's continue with our teachings. In the point now. So, um, when you now find yourself included in the purposes of God, that dimension of expression of the purpose of God through your life is what men call their own purpose. Amen. If you are with me, say amen. If you are with me, say amen. If you are with me, say amen. amen. If you are with me, say amen. amen. Your amen is very weak. If you are with me, say amen. amen. It is possible you already know that God wants to do something with your life. Is it not true? But something begins to happen. A spiritual understanding. See, you can read books and true books. Books in themselves lack the capacity to grant a man spiritual understanding. But they can be gateways. Are you with me? So, the very spirit itself, from whose belly those purposes is crafted, we need to teach you. We need to educate you. So, the implication of this, of, of, of this is this. That you can be hearing what you are supposed to do, yet you don't understand it. So, a man can hear and then misapply because of the fact that he has not gained an entrance into depths of understanding. It is the same matter. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. So God will meet Abraham and said, I will make you the father of many nations. And initially Abraham doesn't understand the scope. The scope of what God wants to do. And Abraham went ahead, he stepped out and began to act in faith. But it became obvious that his understanding of the will of God concerning his life, or rather, the purposes of God that is flowing through his life, is a little bit deficient in those beginning seasons. So the man can come and say, let Ishmael be the one. Is that one speaking like somebody that understands the purposes of God? Meanwhile, he knows, but his understanding is not yet strong enough for him to grasp, for him to manifest, for him to replicate upon the face of the earth the purposes of God. Are you seeing the challenge that God has? As I told you yesterday, that God's plan in the realm of eternity is fixed. Eh? It doesn't change. Nothing can truncate it, but by the time it is coming into time and the reference of man, there are many things that can happen. Part of it is the degree to which you understand what God is doing. Are you getting the point now? So for Abraham, he felt that God could use anybody. So he said, why not use each male? So men that don't understand the purposes of God, they see things from the vista of time. They are bound by mortality. They are bound by earth. But for you to be able to understand the purposes of God, you need to be carried to heaven. As a matter of fact, one of the fundamental reasons why the organ of God's establishment of his councils eh, is the church is because the church is not an earthly organ. Uh, the church is a heavenly organ. And I've taught you people, open for me in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 I think in verse 44 to 46, one of the things you begin to understand is that the scripture said that the first man was earthy. Eh, but the second man is the Lord from heaven. 
So from there we begin to understand that there are two men that has existed with the intent to fulfill God's purpose. Are you getting the point? I'm getting into the purposes of God. I'm trying to show you that first of all, the purposes of God is tied to man. And then, when it is tied to man, we need to know how it is tied to man and how that purpose can through man find expression. Are you getting the point? Meanwhile, your capacity to grasp and replicate this intent that is flowing out of the heart of God is dependent on your understanding. So what do you think God wants to do through your life? See, the depth of your understanding will determine many things. There are many prizes people can pay if they don't understand the weight and the depth of where they are going. They won't, there are many consecrations they won't give themselves to. They won't bring themselves to deeper dimensions of priesthood. I hope you know, as I told you, that the, um, the activities and functions of the priest is within the confines of the temple. Are you with me? Hmm? See, God's oppression cannot be with, without the temple. It's not possible. It's within the confines of the temple. But meanwhile, even within the confines of the temple, God's oppression is still stratified into three layers. Huh? So, in the outer court, you can see the Levites. The Levites are them. They are inside though, but their consecration is weak. And the extent to which their priesthood can establish God's counsel eh, is limited, very weak. And then when you advance, you now see the priest that operates in the holies, the holy place. But when you approach into the holiest of all, it's only the high priest. And in the former tabernacle, he enters there once in a year. Are you getting the point? Ah. So, meanwhile, there are many sacrifices that is offered so that that man will be qualified. There are many purifications, there are many preparations that is done for the priest and the high priest to attempt their ministry. And in the context of the new covenant, all those things is summed up in what we call consecration, sanctification, preparation. And they, are, they are summed up in what we call the demands of priesthood. So, the scripture began to tell us, I think, um, in the book of Leviticus, Zenon chapter 18, the scripture said that there are two types of goats that appears for the priest. One is um, the goat for the burnt offering. Then there is another goat for consecration. Are you getting the point? So, the degree of your effectiveness is dependent on many things. Meanwhile, you will, ne you will not be effective until you understand. And this understanding is not a natural understanding. So I can ask you now, did you understand what I said? And you can understand it because of your cognitive powers. Meanwhile, your actions will be a proof that you don't understand. Are you getting the point now? Are you with me? Remember the scripture that said, knowing that the days are evil, eh? that we ought to walk what? Circumspectly. The scripture there showing us that the proof that a man understands the times and the seasons eh? is traced to the way he lives. So you come and tell me you understand what God is doing, but your life, your living, your lifestyle does not mirror that thing that is supposed to be an outflow of your understanding then it is true that you don't understand or rather that your understanding ended in mental um, um, activities meanwhile 
when Paul was speaking, he said that who will know the will of God in all wisdom and what? Spiritual understanding. It's a spiritual understanding. It's, a spiritual. it's an education of your spirit. Are you getting the point? So, um, it is not possible for you to truly engage priesthood if you don't understand the purposes of God. Are you getting the point now? Are you getting where I'm going now? It is a man that understands the purposes of God that will now see how priesthood is eternally tied to it and see that there is a project that is running in the heart of God hmm? that he wants to establish. Um, it was Jesus that spoke. He said that no one has seen God at any time. He said, but the son that has been in the bosom of the father has both seen him and what? Declared him. No one have seen God at any time. So that means that the purpose of the son is to do what? What is the purpose of the son? To reveal the father. Are you getting the point now? So we don't know the shape of the father. We don't know his purposes. We don't know anything. But when the son appeared, we saw the shapes and dimensions. We don't know what the father can do. Are you getting the point now? Meanwhile, um, the intent of the father is to get a son and then through that son get sons. So if the revelation of the father is tied to the son, get, get me now, get me. Hmm? No one will know the son except the father reveals him. And in the same way, no one will know the father except the son reveals. It is the son that reveals the father. Hmm? See, so it is fundamentally important to the program of God that Jesus yields to the will of God 100%. Because it is beyond him trying to do things. It is him revealing the Father in such a way that according to the book of Hebrews chapter 1, why not show us quickly the book of Hebrews chapter 1. Are you fast? Okay, look at it. It said, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets huh? had in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he had appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the words these are deep are you getting he appointed him heir of all things huh? do you know what it means it means i'm getting there the book of ephesians is we are going to um excavate, dig into the purposes of God because the book of Ephesians is the summary of the eternal purposes of God if you include the book of Colossians then it will be complete, are you getting the point now and um, theologians, they said that the book of Ephesians is the apex of Paul's revelatory ministry hmm? that is the one he wrote when he has matured well in Revelation now look at this scripture, he said um, he had in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he had appointed. See, the son is the appointed office. The son is the appointed person. Are you getting the point? The son is the appointed person and the appointed office. That is why Lucifer cannot ascend that throne. Because for you to sit there, you have to be the son. And there are certain qualities and characteristics that you have to have. And one of them is that you have to be intrinsically molded in such a way that you will reveal the Father. Are you with me now? 
So, the father doesn't need to do many things. And people will be asking, who created the universe? Well, how does this thing work? All they need to do is to look at the sun. So, God appointed the sun. Hmm? I don't want to go deep into that. Actually, God appointed... Remember when the scripture was speaking in the book of... Is it not? Philippians. He said, him being equal. He is God, but he counted him not robbing. Eh? So, he made himself a servant. What is the purpose of his servanthood? Eh? So that he will model sonship. The purpose of the servanthood of Jesus is so that he will be able to model sonship. Meanwhile, in the eternal context, he is God himself. But God needed to model a dimension of the revealed him. The revealed dimension of God is what we call son. Are you getting the point now? Did you get me? You are not with me. Pray in tongues. Pray. Pray, pray, pray. Meanwhile, we are still in the foundation. In Jesus' Listen. No. No, you are with me. You are with me. Majority is with me, so let me go. Now, when God reveals himself, then he's the son. So, the revealed dimension of God is the son. Are you getting the point now? Um, <laughs> when you say son, I think you need to travel into the heart of God for you to understand what is son, actually. Because your definition of fatherhood and sonship is defective. Are you getting the point? So that is why you are not able to upgrade your mentality to understand the scope of what that word and that office, that phenomenon called son is. That was why. Even fatherhood we don't understand. That was why when Jesus was showing us, teaching us the art of prayer, he said, um, when you pray, say, our father, which at where? Doc, is your father still alive? Where is he? In Kogi State. So, your father in Kogi State is not the one we are talking about. Jesus is trying to shift their mindset to um, a vista, a channel of light. Trying to show them that if you make an attempt to catch the light from the perspective of time, mortal men, you will experience a fracture. Your capacity to engage and receive the fruitfulness that can come as a result of engaging the fatherhood of God will be limited. Eh? We experience a fracture. If you don't upgrade your understanding to the fact that the context and scope of the fatherhood that we speak is not around what we have seen in the natural realm. We have to travel to heaven. Are you getting the point now? So, most times Jesus will say, your heavenly father. Your father that is in heaven. Meanwhile, when he spoke about the heavenly father, he said, if your fathers of the earth can give you good gifts, he said, how much more will your father that is in heaven give you the Holy Ghost when you ask? So, he's making comparison. He's saying that your father on earth that is giving you good gifts in comparison with the heavenly father is evil. Are you getting the point now? Can you see the distance? Can you see the distance in Revelation that we need to catch up with? So, we, for, for you to enter into the depths 
of the experience of the fatherhood of God, there is a need for you to upgrade your understanding and revelation. Are you with me? Because the average man can only understand fatherhood from the context of his physical father. I don't know how your physical father treated you. He treated you well, right? Meanwhile, as good as he treated you, the scripture said he is evil. In comparison to your heavenly father. I don't want to say something. If I say it, I will hurt you now. So let me leave it. Okay, let me use another example. Okay. When you were small, your, heaven, your father used to promise you if you take first, posi- first position, what will he buy for you? There are some people that told their father, buy a aeroplane for me. And your father agreed. <laughs> Doc, have you done it to your child? Say the truth. Some fathers agree to buy a plane. The problem is not the agreement. The problem is the capacity to deliver. So even though your physical father can agree to, he will come and tell, he will promise you, I will always be there. Nothing can go wrong in your life. And then he died. So he's not giving to him. As good as he is, the only one that can stand all the time with you is your heavenly father. From, not just in time, from time to eternity. is a mystery. We need to upgrade our mentality. So whenever we say fatherhood, we, you quickly use your physical father. You See, you need to be taken out of time as bound your revelation. Revelation is weak when you just see it from the context of time. You, we need to leave time. Sorry for me speaking about eternity. That is the grace that God has given to me. To bring men to the riches of God beyond time into eternity because that is where we experience the boundless dimensions of the riches of God there are many bridges there are many limitations if we try to explore the depths of the scripture within the context of time within the context of this natural universe but when we shift into eternity the scope we enlarge and then we find out that the best of our understanding is still weak Are you getting the point now? So, if the scripture showed you that in comparison with your heavenly father, that your earthly father is evil, that is, I'm not talking about some people that their earthly father is actually evil. I'm talking about the people that their earthly father is very, very good. For the best. Hmm? Let me look for some people that their earthly father is petty. People like Chukunya. He told me he, he, him and his father are best friends. My brother is not the same with my own. We are, jo- we, we are mutual friends, but we are not best friends. Are you getting the point? Now, if we need to understand fatherhood in that context, how much more do we need to understand sonship? Are you seeing it? So if our understanding of fatherhood is defaultive by Jesus' explanation, that means our understanding of sonship is also defaultive. So for we to understand fatherhood, Jesus transported us to where? To where? To heaven. He transported us to heaven. He said, your heavenly father. So, if we need to understand sonship, what do we need to do? We need to transport to heaven. That was why. For we to fully understand what we meant to be son. Eh? Somebody that has been there 
in heaven need to what? Come down here. Your definition of sonship is weak. For Jesus, it is the carriage of the fullness of Godhead bodily. For Jesus, it is the obedience to the will of God in totality. Even in, in times when he um, would have loved to take a path that is divergent, he still yielded. He said, not my will, but what? Yours. That means that there are markers to understand a man that have mirrored sonship well. One of it is that his will is already subsumed in the will of his father. Are you getting the point? The flow of that life, the flow of revelation. You meanwhile, remember, you are revealing somebody. The flow of revelation of the father is truncated in the son when the alignment to the will is cut off. Are you getting it? The flow of revelation of the father in the son is cut off when the alignment to the will of the father in the son is cut off. So, if Jesus succeeded in doing his own will at that garden of Gethsemane, huh? that means the extent to which he can reveal the father is already truncated. Are you getting the point now? Hmm. So, the question is, are you getting, I'm going somewhere. By the time I get there, you will now know why your priesthood is deficient. Huh? The scripture said in the book of um, Philippians, he said that in all things Jesus was found obedient and not normal kind of obedience. He said he was obedient unto death, not normal death, the death of the cross. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. I'm showing you, I don't have time, I'm showing you the things that cause a ceaseless flow of revelation of fatherhood in the son because the nature of the father will be obscure the capacity of the father will be obscure the purposes of the father will be obscure if the son lacks the capacity to carry the father and to reveal him are you with me what we see and know about the father is what we know him is what we know in the son hmm? What we know about the Father is what we have seen in the Son. What did I say? What we know about the Father is what we have seen. Where? Let's repeat it. What we know about the Father is what we have seen. Where? Are you, get, are you seeing where I'm going? So, what can be accomplished as the purposes of the father is what the son has been able to do. What the father said is that who will I send? Who will go for me? Are you seeing where we are going now? Until a man yields totally, then the agenda of God can never find expression. He said, had in this last day spoken to us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. <laughs> this is a deep mystery. See, um, God did something that is ultimate in wisdom. Hmm? He has appointed 
the son as the help of everything to make it incontestable that appointment what did he do he created everything through the son so that in everything you see the son that means every single thing that was created bears the brand of the son eh? so that by the time you begin to look at creature what you are seeing in creature is actually a manifestation of the outburst of the eternal dimension of the son are you getting the point now Anytime the purposes of God is revealed, it is revealed from the office of the Son. It is the Son that retains the capacity in His office to begin to reveal. Are you getting the point now? So, um, everything has been appointed to Him as an heir. And for that to be possible, then all things have to be created by Him. I will show you that there are different junctions in um, understanding the eternal purposes of God. According to Paul in the book of Ephesians, I'm getting there. If time permits, there is time. We'll have next week. We'll get into it very, very deep. So, you will understand that when God says, I want to do something, eh? unlike you, when you say you want to do something, you step out and start doing it. That's not God. God works in such a way that before he ever engages anything, he already knows he's having his results. The question is, how does God have 100% results 100% of the time? Hmm? Are you getting the point? That was why we began to pray that prayer about Adam. Hmm? Because his deficiency is priesthood. Had it been Adam was fast and learned the way of altars, he would have been able to. He would have been able to guard his gates. Huh? He would have been able to shield his gates from intrusion, but his gates was vacant. Are you getting the point now? So um. And once your gate is vacant, another priesthood can superimpose. See, I'm... Let's, we'll get there. Let me see verse... Let me see verse 3. Yes, this is where I'm going. Are you with me? Look at the scripture. It said, Who being what? The brightness of his glory. One. Number two is what? The express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. There are two things I want you to see there. The brightness of his glory. The express image of his person. Are you seeing? So we don't know the father. Except when the son came and began to reveal. And began to show us expressly in the brightest of colors Jesus revealed the father hmm. ah. let's see the book of Ephesians let's lay a few more foundations let's start from verse 1 if time permits me my intent is to run through the book of Ephesians or at least from chapter 1 to chapter 3 
He said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at what? And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. I don't want to go... But let me lay the foundation. Since we also need to establish doctrinal basis, context, accuracy. This text, this letter is written to what kind of people? Huh? What kind of people? So, what if you are reading it and then you see sin mentioned there? By the time you get to chapter 5 and 6, hmm? You will see where Paul is admonishing these guys. If you see it, is it still being written to saints? Now, look at the scripture. He is writing it to saints. As a matter of fact, <laughs> a man is excluded from the commonwealth of God's purpose that is not yet born again. Because it is when you are born again that the authority of God is established over your life. Hmm? There is a way my father in the Lord used to explain it. And I think it's a clear-cut example. He said, for example, have you seen a conductor that knows he has the call of God on his life? Hmm? But he's still doing the work of conduct and smoking and doing that kind of person as long as he's not born again have not come under the government of God. And a man that have not come under the government of God have not come in a place where God can instruct him to leave anything on his behalf. Are you getting the point now? When a man gets born again, we need to educate them properly in what is on what is happening. One is that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. See, the purposes of God flowing out of the life of the believer now, an average believer, It is in the Lordship of Christ that we begin to understand government. It is in the Lordship of Christ that His purposes begin to flow out. Are you getting the point? See, God cannot um, use you to establish His purposes if He cannot exert His influence on you. Meanwhile, this kind of influence is not what He does by cajoling you. It is, first of all, an act of your own surrender. Huh? That is why the scripture said that we are all lost in sin, but one man came and died for us. He said, if one man died for us to save us, he said that henceforth nobody should live unto what? Himself. So I'm trying to tie something up. I'm trying to tie something up. I'm trying to show you that the eternal purpose of God is actually sonship. Hmm? And I want to link it up to show you that that sonship, which is the eternal purpose of God, is eternally linked up with priesthood. Are you getting the point? That was why I was telling you about about the man Adam the man Adam is deficient in his capacity to execute God's counsel 
Because even though he was a grown man physically, but inside he was a babe. Are you getting the point? Just like there are many people in church, they have been born again for 30 years. But they have not been able to enter into maturity in God. When you hear them pray, you will know that they are still babes. It, it has, you have heard it. It is my body. Some of us, we are in church for many years and we didn't become anything fast. We are still there and Satan is promoting his agenda. See, anytime you see the agenda of Satan prosper, it is a proof that there is a son that has left his estate. And the question that is, being, that is ringing from the eternity of God is Adam, where are what? Thou. Had it been Adam learned the way of priesthood, one of the things that would have happened is that Adam will begin to litter the whole space with altars. And the resultant effect of the engagement of God in that dimension is that those altars will afford God the opportunity to begin to invade his realm. Not in the ethnic order, but in the inward order. Are you getting me now? After some seasons, his heart, which in the only way for you to fully understand this thing is when you begin to look at it from the New Testament perspective. When the scripture began to tell us that the believer is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Are you getting the point now? Um, hmm? That him that is joined to Christ is what? One spirit with him. The intent of God is that his activities, the robustness of his activities, priesthood, will be going on. Because as far as the Holy Ghost is concerned, eh, you are a temple. Are you getting the point? As far as God is concerned, there are two uses that he has of you. One is for you to house him. One is for him to do priesthood. We saw it on the first day. First Timothy chapter two verse nine. Why not show us? Be very first Peter rather. First Peter. First Peter chapter two verse nine. Verse nine. Verse nine. Verse nine. Look at it. But ye are a chosen priesthood, a royal. Why not go to verse six? Verse seven. Verse 8. Verse 9. But here a chosen generation, a royal priest to the holy nation, a peculiar people, that should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of his out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yes. Which in time past we are not a people, but are now the people of God, which have not obtained mercy, but none have obtained mercy. Next verse. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as pilgrims. Next verse. I don't have time. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Help me, Holy Ghost. Next verse. Have I missed something? Let me check my own Bible. Don't worry, we need to be correct. We are not in a hurry.
verse 5. Are you with me? Follow me. Huh? He said, Ye also, as lively stones, are built of what? So, God's first target is what? A spiritual house. A house. Come and make my heart your home. Come and be everything I am. Search me through and through till my heart become a home for you. A home for you. A home for you. Let everything I do open up the door for you to come true. Till my heart will be a place where you want to be. Come make my heart your home. Come and be everything I am and ever. Search me through and through till my heart become oh for you and and holy priesthood. So whenever you hear this, the two things that comes to your heart is that God is in search of a house, one and is in search of a temple. What is it? What is God in search of? One. Number two. I didn't hear you. Number one. Number two. Number one. What? Number two. To offer, offer up spiritual sacrifices that is acceptable to God and all that. So, what I'm trying to bring to you is that I'm. God had an ultimate desire. And as far as you are concerned, the Holy Ghost, eh, His need of you is to give Him a house. His need of you is to give Him a temple. Ah. The, the Lord will help us. Because when the scripture was speaking in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, why not show us? Verse 5. He said that the former covenant in the offering of many bulls and goes yearly we are not able to make men perfect but the scripture said wherefore when he cometh into the world he said sacrifices and offering that is the things that you can offer in the natural dimension huh? he said thou wouldest not but what but what Paul reiterated it in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1. He said, I beseech you, therefore, what? Brethren, that you present your bodies as what? Now, there is a contrast and comparison that is going on. Are you seeing the point now? The man that is speaking here said, What we need is not sacrifices, what we need is a house. Huh? Now, Paul came to um, 
the book of Romans and now explained it for us well. Telling us that the one that gave God a house have given him the highest of sacrifice. So, it is not as if we are exempting you from sacrifice. It is just that he's telling you in the new covenant, the proper sacrifice that God is looking for is a house that he can live in. Meanwhile, your house can be in any shape, but the one that God will live in has to be holy. Because he said what? Holy and what? Acceptable. The second thing that God demands is a temple. That was why the scripture said, Know ye not that your body is what? The temple of what? The key word there is not spirit. The key word there is holy. Why not project it? The key word there is not spirit. You know people say spirit, spirit. In fact, the only thing you know actually about the Holy Spirit is the spirit. You have not bothered much to think about the holy. You know, many times when we think, when we speak about the spirit, the, the most we think about is, is this, the spirit. But we have not cared to think about the holy. So you can come and say, help me Holy Ghost. But what we are actually saying is, you need a person that can empower you. You have not thought about the holy dimension. The holy dimension is his character. His capacity to retain nothing but that which is sacred in his dimension. So, anything that cannot be found, that cannot be accepted in his ambience, eh? that thing is unholy. Because his desire, by saying you are his temple, is for you to host his priesthood. And the faultiness of the former priesthood is that even the person that is offering the sacrifice is, 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 um, is polluted. Such that he needs to offer sacrifices yearly for himself. <laughs> but the scripture spoke about the high priesthood of Mechizedek, of whom we will get into and touch it in detail. To show us that it's an eternal order of priesthood that is traveling from eternity into time. Eh? Just like we will not be able to understand sonship until we travel to heaven. You will not be able to understand priesthood until we travel to heaven. Actually, when Moses was um, giving instruction to pioneer a new order of priesthood that they called the Aaronic priesthood, one of the things that happened is that he was ferried into heaven. And the one that ferried him to that dimension told him that the things you see build according to what? Patterns. So, it is by the patterns of the things that he saw in that realm, that he began to mirror the other here. That, that was why the scripture spoke in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1. He said that even the former temple and covenant itself have in itself semblances of ordinances of divine service. Are you getting the point? So what Moses simply did is to travel to heaven and use earthly things to mirror what he saw in heaven. How much do you know about the eternal purposes of God? That when God said, let us make man, he was looking for a son. His desire is that he will have a full manifestation of himself in the revealed dimension. That person is called the son. Are you getting the point now? Meanwhile, meanwhile, huh? 
that reality sonship is already existing in the eternal context are you getting the point now it is in the created context that a challenge now came what is already in the eternal context the father now decided let's engage the project that is what the scripture meant by let us make man eh? there is already a forum that went on and in that forum they decided to bring in a context that is already existing in the eternal scope into the manifest dimension eh? and when it manifests in this realm it is called son hmm? now if that reality is not already existing in God and in eternity then there is no possibility of us hoping to find it in time as I told you people when I started that this natural realm this time realm is totally dark this physical realm is a victim say after me victim it can only mirror what is already there are you getting the point now? it can only mirror what is already there so that means when we talk about priesthood it's already there when we talk about sonship it's what? already there so, I'm, I'm, so God had a desire to reveal himself so he said let us make man in our image and in our likeness huh? so they made man with the intent that when he begins to interact with are you getting the point? Let me explain to you what is really happening in the book of Genesis. What is really happening there is that the substance of man is in the spirit realm. Eh? So, but they created man physically here. Eh? The substance of the purpose... Okay, let me put it this way so that it will be clear. The substance of the purpose of creation of man is captured in the spirit realm. And that substance is sonship. Are you getting the point now? God already has, in the realm of the spirit, or rather in the eternal scope, God already has fully mirrored what he's trying to achieve. Are you getting the point now? He is not confused. That was why when man fell, he, he quickly began to find a way to rectify the situation. Because he already knows what he wants to do. He has seen it. Are you, see, are you getting what I'm saying? The picture of the son that he wants is already in eternity. That is the eternal Christ. So he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. The intent of God is that when man begins to interact with the eternal scope of his reality, with the substance of the purpose of God that he intended to flow out through him, he will mature in the natural realm fully into the image of him that is captured in the spirit. Are you getting the point? Why not show us the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 28 so that you understand this. Shows 27. Shows 29. Look at it. Are you seeing? Let's read together. One, two, ready, go. Wait, all of us. One, two, ready, go. What do you understand from here? 
Are you seeing what I just explained? Meanwhile, you have been reading this scripture. For whom he did what? What do you understand by for no? For no is for knowledge. It is a knowledge that transcended time. Are you getting the point? A knowledge, are you with me? A knowledge that transcended time. Hmm? For whom he did for no, he also what? To be conformed, what? <laughs> so, is the son um, an earthly entity or eternal entity? Are you getting it? So, even in eternity, God has the son. Are you getting the point? Hmm? That and, and God's purpose ultimately is to get a corporate expression of that sonship. Are you getting the point? So, he had a son. And then through that his son, he now had many sons. And as I'm talking to you now, all these things I'm telling you now, is already achieved in the heart of God as far as he's concerned. Are you with me? Oh, pray in the spirit for 30 seconds so that you will be with me. Oh, we are already going to where we want to go. You need to understand this point now. Help me, Holy Ghost. Open the eyes of my understanding. Don't let me be dull in understanding. Jesus mighty name. Now, you, you now see where we are going. Huh? So, the reality is already captured in eternity. Eh? Both of the son in, um, in the person and office eh? that the Godhead has ordained to reveal them. Are you getting the point? And even in extension, the corporate expression of that son. Are you getting the point? So that goes to show you that um, the corporate expression of the son, are you not seeing it? That he might be firstborn among what? The corporate, remember the scripture is saying that he foreknow and predestinate. All these things are happening in the scope that is beyond time and physical. Are you getting the point? That's the point. These things are happening before, in fact, don't worry, I will show you in the book of Ephesians. This thing happened before the foundation of this earth. Why not show us? Wait, stay here, stay here, stay here. Because if you, if you live here now, I will not strike my point here. But we will get there to the book of Ephesians. Now, what he's trying to say is that, remember I taught you people that the corporate expression of the heavenly man is what? Correct. The corporate expression of the heavenly man is the church. Who is this heavenly man? Say the son. He is the heavenly man. And he had a corporate expression. So, both the church eh, and the heavenly man. The heavenly man is the head. The church is the body. Both of them are not earthly organs. They are eternal organs. Eh? Both of them are not afterthought. Say after me, they are not afterthought. They are captured in God's eternal purpose. Hmm? So, the desire of God through man in creation is to, through man, 
find a literal expression of that purpose that is now captured in eternity. Are you seeing where we are going? Huh? So that the heavenly man will capture the ordinances in heaven and his corporate expression will be upon the face of the earth, mirroring exactly the dimensions of the heavenly man upon the face of the earth. Are you getting the point now? So that the bridge and gap between the two realms will be or rather the um, distance between the two realms will be bridged. Are you with me? Hmm? It is in the corporate expression of the heavenly man that the distance between heaven and earth is bridged. Huh? Are you with me? So that was why the church is the crown and pillar of truth. And the scripture began to teach us in the book of Luke chapter 1. When Jesus was speaking to Nathaniel, he said, You shall see hereafter the glory of God greater than you thought because the angels of the Lord will be ascending and what? Descending. Meanwhile, that scripture is, 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 is Jesus is quoting something and he's quoting what was in the book of Genesis when Jacob alighted in a certain place and then he saw a ladder. A ladder that left ground and reached the heavens. And he uttered the word. He said, this place indeed is what? And eh? the gate of heaven and what? The house of God and the gate of heaven. Meanwhile, the church is called the house of God. Are you getting where we are going? You need to understand the realities that we are hosting. Hmm? So, what we mean now by saying that the church is the house of God because in literal sense Jesus is that ladder Christ is that ladder that connects heaven with earth are you with me? Mm -hmm. so in Christ the distance between heaven and earth is bridged and the place that the man that was standing is called the house of God are you with me now? so wherever heaven meets earth are you with me? that place is called the house of God You know why it is fundamentally important that that kind of infrastructure will be in place? Huh? It will um, give to God an unrestrained and unhindered portal to release dimensions of Himself. Are you getting the point? As I said often and on, that the church is the ground and pillar of truth. What do we mean? Did you do sciences? What? You did chemistry. Huh? Are you sure? Why are you afraid like this? Huh? Have you heard of how the substances in caves solidify? Huh? What is the process? Huh? Is it not calcification? You are afraid. Is it not calcification? Uh uh. Is calcification. Are you getting the point? The, the, depending on the... Are you with me? Follow me, follow me. Depending on the cave, the substances will be reacting and be dropping. That is why when you enter some caves, it, the, the shape will be like drops of water. Eh? Do you know what it means? As they are dropping, there, there is reaction. 
And when they entered certain atmosphere in the cave, they solidified. That solidification is called calcification. What are the elements that we are reacting? Huh? Okay, you not a chemistry industry. What are the in caves? What is the common compounds you find there? Huh? Calcium carbonate. Why is small children? Okay, is first class, so I kill you. Listen to me. So, when this substance is coming down, it is in liquid form. But when it comes under a certain atmosphere, then it what? It solidifies. Are you getting what the scripture meant by saying that the church is the ground and pillar of truth? Eh? Truth is a heavenly reality. is a God reality. But when you come in into the church, that reality that is heavenly is solidified. In such a way that men can touch it. Are you getting the point? Is holiness a heavenly reality or an earthly reality? So, meanwhile, no man can be holy except we find that in the context of the church, powered by the energy of the Christ that is in you. So, we never knew what it meant for somebody to be holy until we began to see certain kind of men live a life that is not earthly. So in their life is calcified a substance, a reality. A reality that is heavenly in, in scope, heavenly in origin. When it came into your life, we see that once again, even in a worldly, perverse generation, that there is somebody that can live there blameless, holy. Huh? In you is now calcified that reality called what? Holiness. So, men don't need to say, nobody can be holy. Have they said it in your class? No, everybody is a sin. We are, I don't know, there is a particular church. Uh, they will say, we are fishes that is swimming in water. That is the way we swim in sin. Are you, is it your story? Hmm? See, the story of the believer is that you are actually a fish. But you don't swim in water, you swim in righteousness. You don't swim in sin. They say they are, oh, they are fish in water that swim in sin and they cannot, they cannot deny sinning. Is that not? Sorry. But the reality of the believer is that you are actually a fish. Oh. But the analogy is reverse. You are a fish not swimming in the river of sin but swimming in the river of righteousness. So, like a fish, the only thing that can happen to you is that sometimes something will happen. A wave will come and carry you and wash you to the shore. And then the water will recede. What will the fish do? It will bounce back. Bounce back and bounce into the water because that is the only place it can survive. There is a fish that is inside the river of sea. And you cannot deny. Stay there now. I say the church is the ground and pillar of truth. If man is in doubt of the nature of God, they can look in your life and see it expressly manifest. Are you with me now? That is the call of the Son. Eh? Whom when he manifested upon the face of the earth and finished his assignment, ascended into heaven as a man. Eh? By his sitting, the 
designation that was given to him according to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is that he is now called the heavenly man. Meanwhile, he left his body upon the face of the earth. Meaning that there is no break in transmission. Those possibilities and the things he was able to conquer eh, and become an embodiment of his reality was now funneled to us. So that any man that is accurate in his engagement in God, eh, we become a conduit and express revelation of what Jesus would have been if he was walking upon the face of the earth. Was Jesus blameless? That is the expectation on you. Was Jesus anointed? You are, you are. I heard some people say, you don't need power, it's only character. <laughs> the scripture said, how God. How. It's like the guy writing it is swearing. Do you, can you imagine the extent of Jesus' anointing? We have not seen the extent before. Such that he healed all sickness and disease. Oh! He's trying to tell you the extent of his. His ororo. Speak in tongues for one minute. Sarash Kahaba. Hey! Is thick one, thick one. How God anointed Jesus on Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, and He went about doing good and healing all that we are oppressed of the devil. Till I look more like you Until my only gaze is you Spirit keep brooding over me Till I look more like you 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 In Jesus mighty name Let's tie up this thing in five minutes So you begin to see the expectation of God upon your life 
that the purposes of God in eternity is summed up in the Son. Huh? Meanwhile, are you getting the point now? Meanwhile, when that Son was manifesting upon the realm of man, um, in the book of um, Genesis, there was a fracture in God's purposes. And we can begin to postulate many reasons why that happened. There are many. There are many reasons. That is why um, you cannot afford to be a baby Christian. You cannot. You cannot. The purposes of God will be hindered and truncated. You see, Satan will be using you to play football. You will be living far less than God expected. Meanwhile, you are the son of the king. Eh? The destiny of God traveling from eternity through your life is so robust that by the time it is true in the accomplishment, it will be something so bogus that many generations will come and they will be referencing the, the things that happened through your life. Meanwhile, you chose to remain a baby. You chose to run away from the path of priesthood. Because priesthood is crafted in such a way that if you engage it properly, it travels inside before it travels outside. Hmm? You must have heard me say many times that when you pray well, that the first thing that prayer should do is that you should travel inside. Eh? Are you telling me that prayer have traveled inside you well? Then you are not praying. You don't know priesthood. Eh? When you want to measure priesthood correctly, eh? what you need to do is not to check the, the volume of the sacrifices in the natural that we are seeing. Eh? No. We need to check the power of a priesthood principally, fundamentally, from the priest himself. Huh? That, that, that is are you with me the power of priesthood even in, in the old covenant is how prepared the man that is doing the service is such that for a man to do a service for one day in the whole year he has to prepare throughout the year that is how important that service is that is to show you that the man doing the service is more important than the service itself that the priest is more important than the ministry. Are you getting the point now? We will go deep into it. That was, that is God's intent. Had it been Adam began to engage priesthood and his possibilities, what will happen is that he will mature into the man that mirrored directly the um, substance of sonship that is held up in the heart of God in eternity. Are you with me now? That kind of man is the man that have entered into the place of maturity, stature, eh? um, ranking enough in the spirit to be able to establish God's cancer. Have you not tried it? Are you not the one that called me and said you had the revelation where God told you he is going to heal somebody and he later died? What is the problem? Hmm? Is it God that lied? What you heard is correct, but you lack what it takes to establish God's cancer upon the face of the earth. That means your priesthood is deficient. As I told you people, when the purposes of God suffer upon the face of the earth, you can trace it down to a deficient word. So that means that when a man doesn't have enough altars, altars littered on his path, that is a man that will stumble and there will be no landing point, airport, for God to begin to land and engage him in dimensions. The, the altars that littered the path of Abraham was so robust, 
such that even when he died, his, his children's children came to where he caught covenant with God and the portals opened. That is the call of priests. When we have 50 men amongst us here that know how to raise altars for God, eh? that have entered into the rank of their ordination such that they have mirrored Christ enough for them to stand tall in the spirit and be able to minister in their priestly office. Do you know that if just because you want to be a high priest, if you enter into the Holy of Holies, you will die. So desire is not enough. A man has to deliberately yield himself to the processes of consecration, to the processes of sanctification, to the processes of purification, to the processes of, of preparation. All these processes to make the man that we serve such that that man will retain the rank sufficient in the spirit to deliver on God's agenda. So, there are many prayers you are praying that I will pray, I will have results. You, you don't have results. What's the difference? It is because I have entered into um, the nature of the one. I have conformed enough to the image of the son such that I have received the rank it takes for me to legislate on that matter as a priest. Eh? Your rank in, in priesthood is still low. That is why you cannot be able to do some things. And um, your capacity to live God's purposes upon the face of the earth is traced to your conformation to the image of the Christ. Because the dominion of God is will to his son. The scripture said that he has made him the heirs of the world to come. The heir of this world and the world to come. So any man that have a desire and have realized that God has ordained him to participate in the agenda of dominion and by that um, inclusion in God's purpose stand forth and begin to manifest his purpose upon the face of the earth as an extension of God's purpose as an offshoot of his understanding of his inclusion in the eternal purpose of God that man have to come to a point where he has engaged priesthood that to the point that he is now mirroring the heavenly order. Because what creation responds is your conformation to the image of Christ. That was why the scripture said in the book of Romans chapter 8, it said that the, the creation groaned. He groaned. He groaned. He groaned. Waiting to wait the adoption of sons. I will show you next week what it means. The adoption of sons means. Reduce. I have a body you know. This thing is not preaching, it's not teaching. It's a body. This is why God called me. This teaching I'm teaching you, I can teach it for five years, non-stop. This is why God called me. In fact, if you listen to any of my message, it always ends like this. There is no way I can't get here. I might not call it priesthood, but there is no way I can't get here. There is no way I can't steer you up to measure up to what it takes for you to deliver on God's mandate. Why are you like this? Why do you want to end like this? So you think it's like this, you will fulfill God's purpose. You come and tell me, God called me and he gave me a scepter. You don't know anything. Your priesthood is not strong enough to hold that thing. It will shake off your hand. Satan will keep it for 10 years. And you will never touch it. 
Many of you, God has given you scepters of authority. What you will need to rule, weapons in the spirit, because your priesthood is not strong enough, set and shook it out of your hand and kept. And it will be there for 10 years. And the gate that God has ordained for you to man in the spirit will be vacant. Because even though the anointing of the gatekeeper is upon your head, you have not ascended the rank in the spirit via confirmation to the image of the Christ such that you will retain the rank that it takes for you to administrate your throne. Are you getting me? So the scripture said in the book of Genesis, Adam, what? Where are thou? Adam, where are thou? The fundamental challenge we have upon the face of the earth is men that have left their estate. Some of them know why God called them, know where God called them, but they are not willing to do what it takes. They are not willing to yield themselves, die to self, to flesh, and come to the point where they mirror God, such that they will, they will have the testimony of Jesus upon their lips. Jesus said that the prince of this world came and he found nothing in me. It was then that he now released an utterance. He said that now the prince of this world is what? Cast out. Satan is not yet cast out in your sphere because you have refused to engage priesthood long enough that something will be molded in you. Something will be formed. Something will be imparted. You will be trapped. Oh. You will be dragged out of time out of mundanity and then the eternal dimensions of you the ordination of sonship in eternity will begin to find expression in time we are those men help us Jesus Help us, Jesus. Help us. Help us, Jesus. prophesy over your life in the name of Jesus Christ I decree over your life whatever you are suffering that have limited you up to now that thing is broken now in the name of Jesus whether you are listening to me online or physically Jesus sent me today and he said I should tell you that your seasons of breakthrough have come in the name of Jesus Jesus sent me to tell you that the seasons of your reward have come in the name of Jesus. Jesus sent me to tell you that he will begin to intervene. He will begin to intervene in your life. He will begin to intervene in your life. He will begin to intervene. He will begin to intervene. Like the children 
of Israel. He said, I've heard your cry. I've heard your cry. I've heard your cry these 400 years. I said, Jesus sent me. If I be a man of God, between now and the end of the year, a heavy miracle will happen for you. The impossible dimensions of things that you are looking for. Hey, hey, hey. In Jesus' name. Listen. Listen, 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 listen. Why not we do our anointing service now? In Jesus' mighty name.